Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone's having an amazing, special, unique day. I think we're having a day that's all of those things because of the work that was put in yesterday, the changes that were made. And if you're listening to us, if you powered through yesterday's audio, I hope we're sounding crystal clear today or just at least better than yesterday. But I think that we are because we had a day and before we get into it. I know, I literally know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? Like a statement on Guitar Center. No, actually I was going to say a statement on you because this is the hardest working woman in podcasting. Oh. She has not stopped make, perfecting this studio. We went to Guitar Center together, but then I had to pump, so she set everything up. And you guys, if you're looking to start a podcast and you have any AV needs, I would reach out to Claudia because she is an expert on the situation. Thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate it because yesterday was the hardest day of my life, but Guitar <laughs> Center was a gorgeous experience. Guitar Center was like a brief reprieve. It's just so funny in how the like- chaos of our day. If you are thinking I need to go to an electronics Store, everyone's like I need to go to Best Buy and I'm here to tell you you don't need to go to Best Buy like I'm becoming an anti-Best Buy activist because it's not the Best Buy it should be called Worst Buy <laughs> like they have nothing and it's just the worst store and I totally forgot like people think Guitar Center like just sends, sells guitars no they are literally like the most friendly well-stocked well-air-conditioned store on the planet we got ourselves a deal they threw in a couple chords it was such a pleasant experience and don't forget about the fact that a lot of people go to guitar center to like practice guitar piano there was a pianist who was just practicing on the keyboard adding such an amazing soundtrack to our day no it was literally like the opera like it was like a gorgeous gorgeous show it was really gorgeous and it really should be called podcast center because they have all of your podcasting needs oh now that you went to guitar center did you feel weird when you were asking for podcast equipment I felt less weird because we were together and it's yeah. like we're kind of like just this unstoppable duo when we're together and it's like clear that these girls have a podcast yeah, they no, have something we, to say they're interesting and they won't shut up we radiate like podcast energy <laughs> so it's not that crazy but I guess like me coming in by myself flustered to Best Buy this guy's like she'll never make it in this industry and also we knew exactly what we wanted and we had the the brands brands terms you know yeah we sounded like experts mm. We sounded like moguls. We sounded like employees. Like we could literally like work at Guitar Center. So just in the podcasting corner. This is like a major, major shout out to Guitar Center for really being, and this is not sponsored. I wish maybe that'll come from this, but I just really want you to let you guys know, like in a time of need, we needed you. And let's talk about yesterday's um, audio. Let's talk about it. So we used microphones because you moved. You finally like got to go through all of your things Mm -hmm. and we, um, here's what happened. Because it needs a little backstory. Okay. We have podcasting microphones. We actually have two different ones, each of us. Ones that we use when we do remote episodes. They're amazing. And the ones that we used when we did that outdoor episode. That The ones that we use for Spotify Live. Yeah, they're miniature. But we have two really good podcast microphones each. The problem with this setup that we were doing is that there's no table to rest them on. And they're not handheld. They have to be on a table. But we didn't want to be like have a big, ugly table. Mm-hmm. We needed handheld microphones. And Claudia was like, we used to have those. We used to use them back in 2018 when we did travel audio only episodes. I was like, okay, well, I have like tons of boxes. Let me go find them. Like we have the podcast microphones that we already need. So I tested the audio. It sounded really good. I didn't think anything of it. And then when it went up and people were complaining, I was like, Right. The reason why we stopped using them is because one time we used our voice notes app on our phone and we were like, this is so much much better. better. And 
we never used those microphones again because they weren't even better than a voice note. So, I have no memory of that. And had I, I would have not recommended using them. But we sat here yesterday thinking we were queens of podcasting with our microphones. I think I actually said at the beginning of the episode, like podcasters, you're in for a premium audio experience, <laughs> which I think actually, because I was like, wow, so many people are complaining that like, if I saw those comments and went to podcasts, I I would think what I would be listening to would be like, <laughs> And then I went to listen to it. I'm like, all right, it's not the clearest, but it's not inaudible. It's literally fine. But it was because I like set everyone up. Like you guys ain't ready for this premium audio experience. So maybe people thought like there was an error like we didn't know about. And at first I was like, oh my God, when people complain about like the quality of our show, like it actually really, like it doesn't bother me, but it makes me upset because like we literally spent an hour and like you can't recreate it. You can't fix it. Like the audio that you end with is the audio that you get. But then I was like, wow, I guess I didn't realize like we haven't had audio issues in a while because we use the same studio every day. So people haven't complained in a while. And I was like, wow, they like us. They <laughs> they really like us. And like they rely on it so much that any sort of change is making everyone angry. And so I actually ended up being like really flattered that there was just so much outcry. Interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. It's it's engagement is what it is. No, and it's like we, it's like when people put a typo in their TikTok caption or like their Instagram caption so that people will correct mm-hmm. them. And that fosters engagement. Yeah. And I guess I just never, I mean, I do know this because, because we're a daily show. Like people rely on the show and we fucked with it and we found out. We fucked it with it and we found out, but it was not for lack of trying. And I just, I'll never feel bad if I, if I tried my best, you know? No, I mean, you, you should have seen us the morning before yesterday's episode. I feel much calmer today. These are the microphones. We're very comfortable with these microphones. It's mm-hmm. the best from it's Guitar Center. It's the brand Center. that we know and that we love, Rode. And I feel- And I heard that they're also uh, suing, suing Haley Bieber. Bieber. <laughs> I was thinking that. Um, so I feel good about where we landed. I feel good about the status of your studio. Obviously, so much is going to happen in the next few weeks. And it's still just a temporary look, YouTube. Temporary couch. Temporary look. But until then, like this I couch feel- couch is still a private citizen. I feel good about, you know, the next couple of days with you. Me too. Now we can just enjoy the art of no. podcasting. And now my hands are hands-free because we have these hand-free microphones. And I'm like, what should I do? Should I pick my nose? Should I do sign language? I could literally do whatever I want because I have two big-ass hands. Yep, I can drink my coffee. Jazz fingers. I know, not jazz fingers, jazz hands. <sighs> um, so I'm just feeling really good, you know? I like my outfit. Like, I did my hair good You're today. gorgeous. Thank you so much. I'm feeling good. Like, I'm excited. It's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. And it's a rainy day here. Did you hear the... Rain was driving thunder lightning last night. Yes, I did. And you know what? I wasn't upset because a lot of people have asked me, Claudia, like, how are you dealing with the heat? And it's important to know it actually is like a couple degrees cooler here than it is in New York. So it's not like I would, you know, wish to be in New York. But my God, I have not stopped sweating from the time I landed. And it's just like even the littlest thing, like getting here, I got in Olivia's car, I drove 30 seconds to your house. I literally need to take a shower. Yeah, but it's freezing in here today. I know. I'm, Be careful what you wish for. And I think that's why I'm like feeling so positive, you know? Yeah. Oh, you want to know why else I'm feeling positive? I'm about sure. to blow your mind. Yeah. Do you know what today is? I know what it is. It's National Anti Day, which is huge. Huge for the anti community. And we are big advocates for the anti community. Here you have both two antis sitting here with different styles of anti. 100%. But both gorgeous nonetheless. I'm more of like a smothering anti. I'm the smenty. You are the smenty. And I am just meet you where you are. Anti and we'll, o- we'll always be there for you. Um, also, can I just say coming down here um, and visiting you and the kids and Olivia and the kids has really, um, and everybody knew this, but really stressed the importance of aunties. Yes. I feel like I'm here. I'm literally helping everyone. Mm-hmm. I feel like my presence isn't a burden. I feel like when I leave, you guys are going to be like, you're going to feel it. Like the, yes. the weight of everything I'm carrying. I I don't disagree. And I'm not even being sarcastic. No, I, you're not exaggerating. I'm dead fucking serious. Yeah, no, because the anti, it's an important role. It's mm-hmm. someone who, of course, you can rely on, can help out, can shoulder some of the physical burden. But also the anti is there for the mother as well. I've been telling, Raising the spirits of the mother. I literally am forcing Olivia and Zach to go to dinner tonight. I'm like, go. Cute. like go put Kay to bed and then go to dinner. Like me and Ben will sit. She's going to sleep. And obviously they can't leave the house when the kid is sleeping, but like we're here. Yeah. And she's oh, like, no, no, so we want to be with you. I'm like, who cares? Go. I will not be accepting no for an answer. Okay. That's so sweet of you. Because that's what aunties are for. That's literally what they're for. I'm so glad that that's we're celebrating. That's for. <laughs> for good times. So happy National Ant Day to all the aunties out there. Know you are loved. You are appreciated and you are respected. Dog ants too. Because back when I was Theo's aunt, like that was. Exclusively. Uh, yeah, exclusively when he was my only nibbling. Now you're in an open relationship. He was my only nibbling charge. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it was such a special role. It really was. And I feel like dog moms are finally getting their comeuppance, you know? It's our time. But I feel like the dog aunties don't get theirs. I completely agree. And I'm here to advocate for them. Me too, because when I was raising Theo, aunties were an integral Mm. part of my support system. Mm. Like emotionally, physically, coming over, helping. I really don't think I could have gotten through those early puppy years without my aunties, his aunties. And Bryce wants to say to his auntie that he loves you so much. Thank (gasps) you for always looking after him. And thank you for always just having the best... Bryce forward attitude. You know, when you You're see- so nice today. <laughs> I am. Did you get good sleep? Nah. Did rolled? Yes. King shit on his king shit. He's king shit on his king shit. You guys, if you are struggling with um your baby sleeping through the night, like you have to just sleep train them and let them cry it out for periods of a time. It will- It gets better. Get better. Like two weeks ago, the sleep report that I received today would have been a dream. Mm-hmm. Like a a fantasy. So proud of you. Thank you. We've come so far. We have. So us enrolled. Us enrolled. Tuck enrolled. <laughs> so happy National Auntie Day. There was one more thing I wanted to say. Oh, and there was one more thing I wanted to say, which oh, is what? that yesterday we had so much on our plate. This is not my plate. Um, this that is not my plate. We forgot to mention that merch dropped on Friday oh and that God. it was sickening the warehouse down. Like actually the warehouse is getting tested for COVID <laughs> because <Who am> I? <laughs> the warehouse. How did you know? <laughs> um... Sickening merch. So many of you have already got yours, but if you didn't know because we didn't do a show and you're not on Instagram, we dropped the Morning Toes weekday collection on Friday. Friday. And it's just like cute summer fair. It's and very country club inspired. It is. And by the way, I just want to say, so when we launched our merch, like what we were selling on our Instagram, people were commenting like, finally shorts, like no more crewnecks, a t-shirt. Thank God. When I tell you, literally we've never, this is probably, we broke our record for how many crewnecks we sold. Like, <laughs> Everyone can complain, but at the end of the day, we venture out to other apparel categories. Nobody wants anything but the crewnecks. So in case you're wondering why the next time we do a drop, there will be crewnecks in there. It's because we follow the data and the data says the toasters want crewnecks. No, we've been following the data for a while, which is why we always do crewnecks. But people also bought shorts and t-shirts. So I'm glad that we included them and they are really cute and it is summer. So we should have a short and a t-shirt in there. But the crewnecks always outperform everything and that's why we are crewneck queens no matter the time no matter the season you can find a crewneck at shopmorningtoast.com and this is our actually our second time that we've ever had one but our first time in a while we have baby onesies the oh morning no. toast milk club and they're so have darn you been cute yet? no i just washed it and i'm about to i was going to today but um the ac is blasting wow she didn't put them in the onesie mama's get her <laughs> Yeah, I just I'm supporting to, you today. I just wanted to throw the mama's getter in her face just so you can know how like really scary it is. <laughs> like, whenever you say mama's getter and like, you know, most of the people who listen to the show like know that we joke, like everything that comes out of our mouth is not serious. Like do not take it seriously. But there's always like a couple people who are like, I'm a mom and you're disgusting. Like, so I just want you to know like the fear in your heart that you feel when you hear someone say mama's get her to you. Yeah, but. Much like everything else, but especially with being a mama. Like, if I feel certain about, like, what I'm doing, I don't really care if Mm. I get flack. See, that is, I feel like, a part of growing up that comes along with motherhood. Mm -hmm. Like, not giving a fuck and just doing, like, what you think is best. But if it's something that it's, like, I wasn't sure about and then I'm, like, oh, shit, uh, then I I wobble a little bit. But when I'm certain about my choice, you can't take me down. Also, um, I can't believe we literally forgot to mention that we created like the most iconic TikTok of all time yesterday. Are we going viral yet? Um, we're doing really well on my TikTok. We're doing amazing on Morning Toast. And I just feel good about it because I know you didn't want to do it. You thought I was like being annoying with my talk. Yeah. And I get that. But you didn't know that like we were literally going to break the internet. And had you known, maybe you wouldn't have given me such an attitude. I didn't give you an attitude. I really she did. didn't. She, she was did. making me stand outside the car in the hot blazing sun while she fumbled with her phone to like organize her TikTok. And it was like, you, I gave you a good 10 seconds to record me coming in and it's hot. It's not enough time. And you know what? You see now, like I had a, a destination in mind. Yeah. And you see now that I didn't need to stand outside the car because the destination we arrived at without me sweating in the blazing heat. So you're welcome. <laughs> and you're the yeah, star. Welcome. The, you're the star of the talk. And it was all my idea. So you're welcome. TikTok loves me. They do. That's really why I just like milk you for likes. That's fine by me. We, at this point, we basically have a joint account with how much I just like put you at the front of it. We should just have a morning toast account. I know. But, but like, I'm too focused on building, you know, my celebrity. Yeah. If I'm being and completely honest. you could always honest. change your handle. 100%. To like girl with no toast. This is the second time we've podcasted in here that I forgot to put my drink on my table. Can I have a sip of yours? 
Yes, but don't use an open mouth like you did. Oh my God, you guys, Jackie fucking. And, you, and you don't know, go on my lipstick so that we sure. each have a side. You weren't coming after me yesterday. Like now that I think about it on the way to Guitar Center. Not you only just, did she yell at me for my talk. I didn't um, yell. I just said, can I get in the car? I was like so verklempt. I was running around all day picking Jackie up. I had to work with Kayla, like all this stuff. I picked Jackie up to go to Guitar Center and I was like telling her how I'm like literally so thirsty. That's not what happened. What, what? She said, bring me a snack. And so I brought her two snacks oh, in yeah. the car. She ate a chip and she was like, Ugh, now I'm thirsty. So I was like, oh, you know what? I have a water. You can have a sip. And she put her open mouth on the water as opposed to sipping it with, she put her top and bottom lip, op- you know what I'm talking about, as opposed to putting her top. Like a blowjob. Yeah, as opposed to putting her top lip in, you know? You know, to be like, I wasn't quaint about it. Like I wasn't drinking as if I was on a date. Oh, we are both wearing lipstick. I was drinking as if I just got off the soccer field and I'm six years old and needing a water, you know? Yeah. So Jackie then attacked me in the car for being an open mouth drinker. And at that point, it just kind of hit a wall. Like after the day I had, I'm like, this fucking bitch. Like, <laughs> I, I don't even know if you knew, but like as I was driving, I was like cursing you in my head. I'm like, she's so fucking mean to me. Like she's literally- so I literally you a snack. I gave you a water. And then by the way, when she put her open mouth on it, I gave her the rest of the bottle because I was like, I don't want to drink it now because you still had like chip in your mouth. It's, it's you know what? I had one final point before we dive in. It just sounds like, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like we were both trying our best. No, it sounds like literally yesterday was just like a busy day where everyone was miserable and we were just like <laughs> clashing. I think that's fine. Like now. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, but then, you know, we got to Guitar Center and all was well because the peaceful energy brought us together again. Nature healed us. So the final thing I wanted to talk about before we dive in is that um, I'm going back on tour and the first three shows to uh, the second leg of Not Like Other Girls Tour are on sale at girlwithnojob.com slash tour. They're coming up in August. It's West Hampton, New York, New Haven, Connecticut, and Red Bank, New Jersey. Um, Tickets available at girlwithnojob.com slash tour. It is the same material from Not Like Other Girls earlier in the year. So if you haven't made it, like you're making a mistake and you'll Mm. regret it for the rest of your life. Mm. And if you have seen it, like still come. It's going to be fun. There's going to be spritz. There's going to be toasters. There's going to be scenes. There's going to be steamy vibes. I really can't think of a reason that you shouldn't come see me do stand up because I'm, and I'm not even just saying this, like I'm, literally so funny and talented like you're gonna die like you're just gonna sit there like cackling and being like wow she only has four years of stand-up experience she's literally better than Dave Chappelle and for that I I just want you to have that experience I'm being selfless you know I just want it for you yeah I actually agree with all of those statements especially like in the female comedy realm even there are so many female comics I feel like you say is the biggest female comic like right now it was Amy Schumer but it's not anymore it's not because she like took a step back yeah and now she's performing at the Hulu theater at Madison Square Garden whereas a few years ago I saw her at Madison Square Garden proper and now that's where I performed she's at the Hulu theater well it's a great place and I'm happy for her but um I agree I don't think I would consider her right now the the number one like female comedian I was trying to think like who there's like a few who are super popular I feel like I can't even I feel like the popular slash like mainstream ones are like Nikki Glaser yeah Eliza Schlesinger right but but like the average person wouldn't right. know because they're like they're big in stand-up but not big in like mainstream pop culture no, there actually isn't someone because it is amy schumer and she's performing at the hulu theater so it sounds like they need a new female yeah. comedian who's big and i have all of those things i'm mm-hmm. big and i'm a female comedian so i think maybe that'll be like my next you know um goal. The, the, the role is yours for the taking you know what i've just decided right here right now i'm the biggest female comedian no, no, that's not what I meant by the role is here so you're taking. It's like, go and get it. No, I know you're saying I'm okay. kidding, obviously. Yeah. But I'm just... really trying to rack my brain on the biggest female comedian. Me too. Comedians. I feel like we're missing like an obvious. And I... when we say comedian, that means someone who does stand up and they can act and do other things, but. Yeah. Biggest like female comedian. Like not Kathy Griffin. Mm-mm. Maybe at one point. Tiffany Haddish. Oh, yeah. I would I say guess... Tiffany Haddish. Is the biggest female comedian. But for now, it's like, I'd really recognize And there's more. a ton of female comedians. Like, I'm looking at a ton. But I'm talking about, like... Currently, like... Kevin Hart status. Yeah. Performing at stadiums. There is not one. No, but there's only a few comedians who do the stadium thing. It's literally, like... But we don't have one female. No, you're right. It's Bill Burr. It's Kevin Hart. It's Chappelle. And it's... There are so many male comedians yeah. that are huge Oh, it's like Sebastian that. Maniscalco. There are so many. And the other one that you like... Who? But even I see Joe Rogan performs at like stadiums. Yeah. Not stadiums. Arenas. Arenas. Yes, that's the word. Yeah. No, justice for the female comedians. It's literally disgusting. It's yours for the taking, Claude. That's all I have to say. Okay. Well, that's obviously on my list of things to do after I've complete this podcast studio, which I'm getting, I'm getting to the end. We have Mike Flags coming tomorrow. We have um, 
just exciting things coming. So thanks to all of our YouTube watchers. And if you're listening as a podcast, I hope this is, you know, a, a pleasant experience for the ears. I hope so. I pray. Now, I think without further ado, it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And I would agree. Today's episode is brought to you by Upside. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts. Mm. And it really hurts. Mm -hmm. And that's why we started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, we are earning cash back thanks to Upside. I actually used Upside yesterday because I filled up the Shapiro's um, car with gas and it just like reminded me about it. So to get started, download the free Upside app. Use our promo code TMT5 and you'll get $5 or more cash back on your next purchase of $10 or more. Next, you'll claim the offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. You'll check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit card or debit card, and then get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week, and that's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use promo code TMT5, that's TMT as in the morning toast, number five, to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code TMT5. Today's episode is also brought to you by a brand that we love and a brand that Pete Davidson loves, which feels really good to like have a lot in common with Pete Davidson. We're both, you know, huge comedians. We're both- Kim lovers. We're both the faces of Manscaped. It's nice. (laughs) Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming, have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there for your man or you. They're sleek, they're soft, they're comfortable, and they're flexible. The brand new Boxers 2.0 from Manscaped takes his balls to heaven on earth. Manscaped have the lawnmower 4.0 for the trimming so you can... You and him can wear the same boxers 2.0 for the chilling. They even have the trademark jewel pouch, so you know it's serious. I think it's time you invest in your man's family jewels with the exclusive offer. Get 20% off and free shipping by using our code toast at Manscaped. I just want to say, Ben Soffer's been wearing the same underwear since I met him, and they were like an expensive brand, and I literally never understood why he was like so married to them. And I brought home because we got from Manscaped the underwear, and I knew he wasn't going to wear them because he's the worst. And on laundry day, like he was out of... The, the ones he usually wears and he wore the manscaped ones and we have now like 15 pairs in his drawer and if you're anything like me like I wear Ben's boxers to sleep because I they like help with the chub rub and like I just like them so I know they're not really made for me but I enjoy them as well and they're like, female approved but that's like all products I mean one you love borrowing your man's stuff but mm-hmm. also like stuff like the lawnmower is for the female in your life a hundred percent and just just know like Ben is the most stubborn human being on the planet and he loved them mm. the micromodal fabric is buttery soft and breathable they keep his cucumber cool you can walk you can run you can strut the moisture wicking boxers breathe without breaking a sweat the tagless waistband hugs his body without digging in and lays flat against his skin to reduce chafing so you can be proud of his underwear let him wear the manscaped waistband with a badge of honor get 20 percent off and free shipping with our code toast at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off plus free shipping with our code toast at manscaped.com once the boxers 2.0 touches sack he'll never go back neither will you Love that. Thank you, Claudia. Our first story, Audrina Patrick is in the headlines because she just came out with a memoir called Choices to the Hills and Back Again. Cute. So she's actually spilling what seems to be like a lot of tea, or maybe these are just like the juicy parts that page or it's six clickbait. has up. Right. But she details her alleged flirtations with Leo DiCaprio and Chase Crawford in the book. She also um, talks about her brief relationship with Chris Pine and that they broke up because of the hills and that he wouldn't film with her. And she's also talking about the end of her friendship with, quote, controlling Lauren Conrad. So there's a lot of stories in this book, it seems, and I just want to get your thoughts. Like, are you interested in reading it? Well, let me say something. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is a popular opinion or unpopular opinion, but is anyone else getting like Hills fatigue? I just feel like there's like the show ended a while ago. And then like when when the cast started like talking about it, it was like interesting to hear them reflect. And now it's just like everyone has a podcast, the Laguna Beach podcast. We were just talking about it. The podcast, the book, everyone doing like Instagram lives. Like, I just feel like I don't don't care anymore. I agree with you. I do. And I, I totally. There's something about her writing a book, though. Like, if she was doing a podcast just like talking about her life and then, you know, some stories from back in the day, I would have zero interest. But like, 
I'm interested in this book. I am. Okay. I don't know if I will get to it because I'm so busy and I'm now in three book clubs. Um, so that's three books a month. But if this were like, you know, 2020 Jackie, oh, mm-hmm. I would read this in a heartbeat because I feel like she was so, I guess the word is like relevant at such an interesting time. And like nothing was bigger than the Hills and those girls were everywhere. And like they had, you know, the biggest, probably most glamorous experiences. Like the fact that she talks about being at a party and like Leo's buying her drinks. You know, she was definitely an it girl. Yeah. And I love to hear from an it girl. No, same, same, same. I just feel like now the kind of, the way that I feel about the Hills people is kind of like has been energy and they're giving us like so much. It's like, we know everything about the Hills now, you know? Yes. No, there's no mystery anymore. Yeah. But I do feel like, like Audrina, Lauren, Kristen, and Heidi, but Heidi's shared in every single medium that she possibly can. So I feel like we we know where they were at. Where they back land. Then. And, and how they were feeling back then, Heidi and Spencer. But I, it would be like if Lauren wrote a book about like what it was like in, 2008 being young young Hollywood. The only difference is that if Lauren wrote a book, we would be quaking because Lauren, since the show ended, has not uttered a word about how she feels about the whole situation. But everyone has. written books, but not about the Hills going to the clubs in West Hollywood back in the day. Yeah, so for everyone except Lauren, I have that fatigue. But don't get me wrong, if Lauren wrote a memoir like all about that time, I would be first in line to purchase it. Especially because everybody is obsessed with talking about Lauren. Like, right. And I would like to hear from Lauren. And especially because she is so silent, people just say whatever they want about mm-hmm. her. Like all her former castmates, her former friends. I'm sure a lot of it's true. I'm sure a lot of it is exaggerated or like their point of view, their truth. Mm-hmm. And I would just love for her to be like, hey guys, here's what happened. Yeah. Because here's, there's, here's how I feel about it. Because there's mystery there. But with all the other castmates, there's not mystery. And like now I'm just getting fatigued. There's not mystery, there's fatigue. Yeah. She needs to take a page out of Mysteries book. A hundred percent. So I do want to get around to reading this book, but I feel like by the time I have time, it will no longer be relevant. relevant. So that's my thoughts. But if you guys read it, like, let us know what you think. Yeah. And I don't know why. I just think my, my stance on the Hills have changed. Like I was so obsessed when we watched it. And over the last couple of years, I'm just like, I don't care. And like, now it's getting like sad. No. And like, with the reboot, like the everything. reboot got canceled. Right. So they told you they don't care. But I, so I think a lot of people aren't interested in like the Hills' new beginnings, but there is interest for like reliving the past, reliving the past and getting the behind the scenes stories. And like, what was that really like? Because very few people experience that sort of level fame of fame like they did. Agreed. Um, and I'm sure it's a great book. And I didn't know me and Audrina had so much in common. Like we both, you know, hung out with Leonardo DiCaprio. That's so interesting to me. I love that. Yeah. It's called Choices to the Hills and Back Again. And I'm just wondering why the word choices, is that like one of her quotes from the show? Oh, that's actually a good call. I feel like, yeah. Like did someone say- Is there like an iconic scene? Cause like, I want to forgive you. If like Lauren wrote a book, it would be called Forgive and Forget. Right. Or did someone say something to to Audrina that was like about making a choice or something? I'm sure that's what it is because it's otherwise a kind of random term. Yeah. Did Lauren make Audrina choose between her and Justin Bobby? Maybe. Like- was it when on she, and she Aud- chose him? Was it an Audrina's choice? <gasps> Audrina's choice is the new Deandra's choice, hundred <laughs> percent. Which was the new Sophie's choice. Yeah, and that's called growth. <laughs> yeah. So happy. That's for her. the new book news. Speaking of redheads, episode comes out the first Thursday of August. We're actually recording next week, so I'm going to start the book today. What if book I is have it? A moment. It's called A Flicker in the Dark by. Stacey uh, Willingham, I think. It's a Danish choice, which is always pretty pretty good. But this is unlike other Danish choices because it's a thriller. She's never chosen one of those before. It sounds spooky. And I keep seeing it like on all the Goodreads Mm -hmm. lists. So I think it's the perfect book for us to be reading. I'm really excited. And I've been loving a thriller. Like I just want to be, I just want to feel something, you know? Speaking of, I need to address um, some rumors about me. What are the rumors? I'm getting a lot of messages, actually. I didn't realize how influential I was. Like, people, um, like, I can't find your Goodreads. Help. And I need to How many messages did you get? Actually, like, a bunch. Every time I recommend a book, I get, like, a bunch. But look what happened to your Goodreads. Why can't I find you on Goodreads? Um, I have made the, the personal choice to step back from my public Goodreads life. <laughs> um, it just got to a place where, like, I was so conscious that everyone could see what book I was going to choose next that, like, it actually made me, like, kind of self-conscious. And I just feel like reading is very personal. Yeah. And, like, if I wanted to read, like, a self-help book or, like, a book on depression. Like, I don't know. Like, I didn't like that, like, 
everyone could see it. You know what I, I mean? No, I do understand that it's very personal and I completely respect your decision. So I just, um, I did it and then I wanted to talk it through with everyone. Just let you know, like I made a new highlight on my Instagram sharing books that I like. I'm just no longer going to be, um, like I'm a really private person, you know? So it's just like, I need to be private. That's like so shy of you. Well, but I, I love I'm that for you. So many people do public Goodreads. No, I, I, like I've reading- said this so many times in the past. It never like became... It never bothered me enough for me to ever like go private on Goodreads or even, you know, hide a book that I was reading. But I've said so many times it is so personal that, you know, the books you're reading are out there. But it's just like what I said before about being a mama, like any book that I'm going to read, I stand by. I stand by. Yeah. I feel good about and I would show it to the world. Yeah, no, I just, um, I guess it becomes so, you know, connected to reading. I'm, I'm very protective of it. Yeah. 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 That's how it goes. hundred percent. Okay, so what are you reading now? The sequel to um, to Love Jason Thorne, and it's called To Hate Adam Connor, and it's so cute. I'm obsessed. Everyone was like, I wasn't going to read the sequel after the first one, but everyone was like, the sequel's actually better. And I don't agree with that, but it's super cute. Great. Loving it. I'm almost done. That's so amazing. Yeah, I'm in, like, I'm in my rom-com era. I'm missing the Hotel Nantucket, you guys. If you're on the fence about reading the new Ellen Hildebrand, I would say go for it. It was really good. You finished it? Yeah, I finished it yesterday and like I've still been thinking about it and like she really never misses. And even her books that are like meh, which I've read a few, um, it's crazy how she keeps churning out premium content like about the same sort of thing. Yeah, no, she's extremely talented. Um, My only complaint about the queen is she's extremely verbose. Mm -hmm. And if she could do like, you know, a series of short stories, like 200 to 300 pages. She actually has. If you recommend a book to me and it's under 300 pages, like I don't care what it's about. Like I'm reading it. Are you going to read Tom Segura? Um, It's definitely on my list. I just like, I haven't been into celebrity memoirs recently. Yeah. The last one I read was Open Book, and I think that just ruined all celebrity memoirs for me because Jessica Simpson was so vulnerable mm-hmm. and honest. Can I have a sip of your coffee again? I'm so thirsty. <laughs> I asked you when you came over if you wanted a coffee. And I'm feeling just like, my coffee is just over there. Like, oh, I can't. just go get it. I'm just not feeling like I have enough energy, you know? Because you need a sip of coffee mm-hmm. to go and get it. Mm. Stunning. You make such a good coffee. Thank you. That's so sweet of you to say. Okay. I'm energized now. I can move on. Okay. Are you ready for our next story? Mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian and Kylie Jenner are joining calls urging Instagram to stop copying TikTok. Uh, oh, have you okay. Seen this? Okay, sorry. I thought the headline meant they're like getting on the phone with Instagram. No, they're yeah. joining everyone reposting everyone the same reposting thing. Everyone reposting the same thing, which says, make Instagram Instagram again. Stop trying to be TikTok. I just want to see cute photos of my friends. Sincerely, everyone. So people are posting this graphic, which, yeah, straight facts. And Kim and Kylie agree. And I actually think that. Instagram might hear them. And the graphic came on the heels of everyone getting this update, which I have not gotten. What is it? Margo and Ben and my friend Abe call me. They were like, my Instagram is black. I'm like, what are you talking about? Check mine's totally fine because I'm always the last person on the planet. On Girl on the Job, I still don't have comments. Like separated by top comments, it goes um, chronological. There's something wrong with my account, I swear to God. But they were like, oh, our Instagram's black and the feed is so different. It looks like TikTok now because it's like prior, it's like reels and like it swipes differently. So a lot of people got that update and that's why this graphic is going. But you didn't get it is what you're saying? I don't know. I mean, I'm always is accidentally- Instagram black? Like the background, you know, it's white when you scroll? I always had it on dark mode. Oh, okay. So I wouldn't know the difference. Mm. Maybe I do have it because I'm always accidentally like in a reel. Of a nobody. Nobody. Yeah. I mean- <laughs> Did I talk about this on the show, how I get like- No, you didn't. Um, in my algorithm of photos, I get like actual nobodies like in my like feed. True like, randoms. And then you all have like 47 likes. That must be like the magic number. And then it comes to see me. Where's like true <laughs> randoms so in my feed all day, every day. <laughs> it's so bizarre. I send them to Claudia so she can understand what I'm experiencing. I don't know if anyone gets it. The content has nothing to do with me. It's not even people like aspiring influencers or like aspiring to go viral. It's like people's personal photos coming through my feed. No, that's bleak for sure. It's so Are they people that follow you? No, we couldn't have less in common. No, Instagram is so weird. And every time they release an update, that guy Moseri, you know him, Mosery. 
Adam Oseri. Yeah. He's like the official spokesperson for whenever oh. anything happens. So okay. his Instagram, he'll go live. He'll do a series of stories. He'll put up a reels like explaining the new thing. And he's so manipulative the way he's like gaslighting us into thinking this is all better. And he does it because they want Instagram. Everything they do now, they say like we um, at Instagram, we back creators. Like we want to support creators. We want to help them build their businesses. We want to help them create revenue streams. So they're gaslighting us into thinking like it's all going to get better. And then we see what they actually they're talking about and it's trash. And of course, anytime an interface changes, people freak out. Like remember when every other month Facebook would like rejigger their home home screen yeah 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 and people would literally be sending around hacks to get the old one back but then eventually you got used to it yes so I think like with Instagram they they just think they can keep doing shit and we'll get used to it like I'm still not used to it yeah that's true but now that I think about it my Instagram story views are like almost double right now and I don't know if that's because of the new algorithm or because like I'm moving and I'm interesting right now and people are interested probably both but my my views have been up as well and like a year ago they hit an all-time low Interesting. Yeah, they're up a lot. Okay, if it's because of the algorithm, I thought it was just like me being like so interesting. Um, That's definitely what it is. Like, you're so gorgeous. How could you not get millions and millions no, of No, 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 but I've always been like gorgeous, actually. In fact, I used to be more gorgeous. Um, <laughs> so me, I don't, I think it was because I was interesting and like people want to like follow my move and my journey. Um, I feel like that has to be a part of it. Either way, I'm not complaining. You'll take it, yeah. I'm not complaining. And I already had my Instagram on dark mode. So as long as you can get these randos off my feed. Yeah. But now I'm like, kind of feeling endeared towards now you're them. Keeping like, up, like what happened to Jess? Did she go to her family reunion? <laughs> <laughs> Did she, you know, reconcile with her brother? We'll no, never it's know. Literally like not even, it's not even people like Jess going to her. Like she sounds toasty. It's like a little girl's like Instagram. That's <laughs> so weird. And it's like her like selfies that, and she, she has to be like eight. You have to comment. <laughs> you, you have to boost it. Like, no, her Instagram, amazing. she was too young to even be on Instagram. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I feel that. I went to her page. She had like 12 photos and they were all just like, well, you should go so to her random. page, find her mom's page and reprimand her for letting her daughter no, but like Instagram. Instagram is, you're supposed to be for 13 and up. So like, not only is this girl clearly younger than 13, but she's being promoted through the feed. That's fucking weird, actually. That's fucking nefarious. Nefarious, for sure. Makes you think. But you know what's not nefarious? Hmm. Honey. Oh. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best ones it finds to your cart. It supports over 30,000 stores online, ranging from tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. Imagine... You're shopping at one of your favorite websites, which we do all the time. Electronics, obviously podcast equipment, mm-hmm. um, food, makeup, clothing, literally anything. When you download Honey for free using our link, you'll get a browser extension that'll drop down when you're shopping at your favorite website and you click apply coupons and then you'll, you'll wait as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if they find a working coupon, which I found that they most of the time do, um, you can watch the price drop instantly. It's literally one click that saves you money and I don't know why you wouldn't do it. So I've saved money on clothing, electronics, food, headphones, like literally. Literally everything. I've been shopping online so much right now, just house stuff. Mm -hmm. And I saved actually hundreds of dollars with Honey over the last few weeks. you can add Honey to your iPhone now. It's not just for your computer. Claudia just told me that and the game has changed. The game has changed. You enable it on your Safari and it's literally life-changing. So if you don't already have Honey, you are straight up missing out. It is free, um, free to install when you use our link and it just takes a few seconds. So the link is uh, joinhoney.com slash toast. So you can get honey for free when you go to joinhoney.com slash toast, joinhoney.com slash toast. It's toast tested, toaster approved. Yeah. Okay. Our next story, little jeopardy update in the never ending saga. We have our host. So, Mayim Bialik and Ken Jennings will continue splitting Jeopardy hosting duties and the show will have two hosts moving forward. They'll continue to split the hosting duties for the popular quiz show Variety has reported. Both stand-in hosts have reportedly signed long-term contracts with Jeopardy, which will see them co-host the show as well as the upcoming Celebrity Jeopardy series. I mean, this is what, a year after Alex Trebek died? It was November 2020, so we're coming up on two years, so a little less than two years. I mean, that's a crazy long time. And I definitely understand like needing to test people. Yeah. Um, But it's, it's like, kind of messy. You know, the thing no, about Jeopardy is even, like it's consistency. Not even messy, but it's like, this was a whole long thing. Like who's going to be the next Alex Trebek? And it just feels so weak sauce. Let it's down. Like, Tell. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> <this> Tell. Is- <laughs> 
And it's like not even an announcement. It's like they've been doing it and now they're going to keep doing it. And it's right. like instead of being like the reveal is here. Who yeah. will it be behind the curtain? And the winner is Aaron Rodgers. Right. Like it's tell. It's tell. No, there's something like let down about it because it's been so long. And then also it's like two people and it's also two people who we already know, like we're doing it for the last yeah, year. So like, it's just going to be like, we never came to a decision. And this whole, whole thing of like, who will be in the next Alex Trebek is there is no next Alex Trebek is the moral of the story. And I think that that is a shitty position for Jeopardy to be in because they need the one they, and it could have been either of these two, yeah. as long as they made a choice. I like, right. and you know what? That's what Adrena Patras is talking about. Choices. choices. And Jeopardy did not make a choice. And like, this bothers me. I agree. And I think the reason why Jeopardy has become like a cornerstone of American culture is because it's so consistent. Like no matter what's going on in the world, you can turn on Jeopardy at seven or whenever, 7.30. Um, and you can watch your favorite guy do his job. And now it's like, or well, girl. well, no, now it's like, I'm going to be, you know, is it going to be my Is it going to be Ken? What and if I, well, I don't watch Jeopardy really. What if I don't like one of them? And now I'm watching Jeopardy half the time. Yeah. And I just think there was something like so cool about, the genesis of Ken Jennings being a former winner, obviously a really well-known one holds the record. And then, you know, one day becoming the host. And yes, that is what happened, but it just feels like a little, like it's like, it's not, I'm just not loving it. It just takes the, like the punch out of it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not my favorite decision that the network has made. Um, and I think it's a mistake. Even if they said, and the winner is Mayim, I would say, yay, Mayim is the next Alex Trebek. How cool. Actually, I would have thought that's a mistake. Well, I, I just wanted a choice. Yeah, no, I know what you And mean. I feel like everyone just like sort of never makes a choice these days. Yeah, and I just feel like basically they went it out of there. It feels like no one wants to make a choice these days. 100%. Get your I, fucking ass up and make a choice. It really um, feels like they just went out of their way to do everything not to give it exclusively to Ken Jennings because it yeah. really should have been him. Yeah, I agree. He was such, so the obvious choice from the second people started wondering who would take over. Um, and they like threw him a bone. He did a couple and then people liked him and he, and he was good at it too. Like I watched in the beginning, he was a little awkward because he's not a television person. Yeah. Um, but practice makes perfect and he's very good now and he's like started to make jokes. I, when I was searching yeah, for I, sto- I when heard- I was searching for stories, people were like, he like made like kind of like an inappropriate yeah, joke. That's what I was going to say. He was in the news recently because he made a crazy joke on the show, NSFW. Well, the headline was like, you're not going to believe fans are flipping out. And I read it. I'm like, that's like not that crazy. And it also wasn't that funny. Okay, so here's the, the joke. The joke came during a double jeopardy round in the active Bible verses category. The clue read, since no one had done this for 40 years, God told Joshua to get a knife and do this to male Israelites. And the winner said, what is circumcised? And he, (laughs) this is funny. He said, that is correct. A painful $2,000 for you. Like that's literally like so not like it's a not, big deal. It's a word. No, that's like true clickbait at its finest. That's also okay. So that and is that's what joke. Alex used to do. Like just insert his personality, very short, very small, because you don't want just like a sounding board. You want someone. You're in America's homes. You know, you want someone with a personality, someone who could laugh. That is really funny. No, and, and not, people are quaking. Like but, relax. Uh, also. It's so crazy how people are like, oh my God, NSFW. And it's like, do you see what's on television these days? He said the word painful about circumcision. Like right. there's literal, like. No, it's so dumb. No, like every award, like it's so crazy what people watch, what we're exposed to every single day. Right. That's really not that unsafe for work. He called, <laughs> like he called a circumcision painful and we're all like clutching our pearls no like if you cut off a piece of your toe like wouldn't that be painful we're clutching our pearls when it's like have you seen what's happening right like it's so dumb it's so dumb anyways um congrats but to these what i was two. gonna say what i was gonna say is like you said that ken is an obvious choice probably and he's doing a good job mm-hmm. which makes me feel like and i haven't watched it so i can't say but which makes me feel like mime like crushed it as well i'm sure by the way because she's a full-blown actress so she's used to like TV. I'm sure she's very good at like reading off the teleprompter and stuff. And she's a really, she's an academic. She's an yeah. intellectual. She's a like neurobiologist or something before she got famous. So she really was a great candidate. Yeah. And she would have been great if it was her, but I would have preferred Ken just because of the, it's like keeping it in the family. Yeah. And I guess their way of keeping it in the family is to hire Beyond Mayim, who's like in science, you know, she's a woman in STEM. <laughs> 
She is. And so there you have it. After a year and a half of who will it be? When will it be? It will be so. So. <laughs> it's just like wah wah. Wah wah. The word I, that came to mind was weak sauce. Yes. And the word that came to mind for me was whatever sauce, but that's just the difference between you and I. Well, when Sage comes out with her line, she'll have a whatever sauce and she'll have a weak sauce, and you can choose which one you want to use because you have choices and you should make one. Can I tell don't you? Don't use both sauces, they don't go well together. Can I tell you how um, I can't feel my foot because it's so cold in here? <laughs> literally. And I'm not complaining at all, but like my foot, I literally, it's freezing. <laughs> and I did text Zach at eight o'clock because we were going to podcast at 9 30. I said, can you go fill up the room with air conditioning now so that by the time we get there, it's nice and cold? And he did, and I'm so grateful. I'm so cold. <laughs> and I hate to complain about being cold because that's like being too rich, you know? <laughs> you can't be too cold you in sound my like opinion. Tom Brady. Um, chilly. You're the Tom Brady of temperature. I need Bruno to lay on my feet. I'm literally going to have to go to the hospital. That's like, why I keep pet. Go right here. It's warm. Oh, oh Bryson. Sexy man. Bryson, you're the heating pad now. I'm freezing <laughs> no my my toe is numb but that's just like saying i'm too happy you know like you yeah. can't be too i'm too full too loved yeah unless you're bryson yeah how warm is he that's why i've been petting him like crazy i didn't realize go under his belly oh my god put your hand right there you guys i like i hate to complain about you know the air because i'm i'm a girl who appreciates good air and this is some good air this is spectacular so i'll just wear socks tomorrow it's spectacular is that what i said no it's because it's air that's <gasps> spectacular <laughs> name of today's episode for sure no, we have choices it's the name of today's episode okay because you have them don't forget that and here's the thing about choices typically when you really for most things small things also there's no wrong choice you know like i'm mm. choosing between like hardware or something like small for my house and it's like don't get bogged down just Make the choice. It's really going to be fine. Like, sure, in general, she should have gone to Paris, Lauren Conrad, instead of staying home with Jason. Mm -hmm. And there she made the wrong choice. But typically, there's just make the choice. The only wrong choice is not making one. Well, that's and true. And just letting things happen to you. Be decisive. Make a choice. It'll be fine. It's really not a big deal. Okay. She unburdened herself, y'all. She undid the burden. I did. Our next story, Klondike has made a choice, and this is the wrong one. The wrong one. Klondike has chosen to discontinue the Choco Taco after almost 40 years. Fans of Klondike's Choco Taco, including Claudia Asher, are saying goodbye to the beloved ice cream truck mainstay. The dessert giant discontinued the iconic chocolatey treat that's been sold for almost four decades, people has confirmed. They are doing the hard-hitting yes. confirmations. According to a rep for Klondike, which is a dream job. Literally. The Choco Taco was entirely discontinued in July due to an unprecedented spike in demand for different Klondike products over the past two years. Like what? Uh, no, I don't believe that. I really believe they're lying. Literally. Even though, like, let's talk about the Choco Taco. Before we talk about them getting canceled or discontinued, let's talk about the Choco Taco conceptually. Mm -hmm. Because the Choco Taco, um, or at least every time I've had one, which is many, um, they're always like a little bad. Like they're like kind of stale, the taco part. The ta <laughs> and what you're saying is so factual, but yeah. like conceptual. No, I just saw your article, like that picture. Look, show everyone on, the, mm -hmm. on YouTube the picture you just had of the Choco Taco. This? No, it was like white. Go back to that article you were just reading, Sorry. Grandma. Oh, okay. That, that. Oh, Sh turn around. I don't know if you guys can see on YouTube this picture of the Choco Taco. Looks like a heaven on a plate. Never in my life have I actually seen a Choco Taco that looked even remotely similar to that. They're usually like really flat. Well, that's like with a lot of food photography, but I agree. The waffle shell is already soggy, soggy from the ice cream. How could it not be? Stale. So it's better conceptually than it is in um, Practice, execution. What if you went to like an ice cream shop and got a... A made-to-order made Choco to, Taco. Now that is something. Obviously. Um, but I just think instead of, you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater, they should have just made the bathwater not stale. You know what I mean? Like work on the recipe. But I don't think it was discontinued because it was stale. I just think like people are opting out of chocolate tacos. But I don't think that they are because if that's the case, then I really... Here, this I, is what it actually looks like. Yeah, that's a realistic... It's literally like when you order something online versus when you get it when it arrives in the mail you guys can't even see but if you've had one you know if you've had one you know and if you haven't had one go get one because they're getting discontinued what is with things getting discontinued like it's so final you know because I got my makeup done for a wedding in Montreal with our friend Lauren and she put on this gorgeous lip liner and I was like what is it and she was like literally it's this random Rimmel one that's been discontinued I bought like 10 of them on eBay five years ago and now I like use them very sparingly um 
and she owes I've, it on you. I've never, you know, loved a liner that much. And it's just like, why, why make something if you're going to discontinue it? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's just hurtful. And it's playing with our emotions. Yeah. People, they chose that product. Mm-hmm. Now they have to choose something else. Choose. It's the thread. You know, this show is like a comedy special. There's always a thread. Yeah. That ties the beginning to the end. 100%. And no, and then that's usually the title. 100%. I don't know if you guys notice that, but that's what we do. We do it um, unintentionally. Yeah, and no, and naturally and organically, but it's what we're doing. Flawlessly. Every one of these episodes is a comedy special. Oh, but I had an update for that story that I wanted to share with you. Hold on. Which one? Choco? Choco Taco. Because Olivia actually told me about Choco this. Choco update? Serena Williams's husband. Reddit, 4chan. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Alexis, right? Alexia. Alexis Ohanian. Let me just find it. Hold on. I literally screenshotted it. Where the fuck is it? Here. Um, he tweeted, Dear at Unilever, I'd like to buy the rights to your Choco Taco and keep it from melting away from future generation ch- um, generations' childhoods. So if there's like hope in the resurrection of the Choco Taco and our leader is the man who started Reddit. And I have my problems with him because Reddit is a toxic platform, but this could be the thing to make Alexis Uhanian um, get back into my heart. Or maybe he'll send a Choco Taco to all of the Redditors and they'll be so busy enjoying life that they can't troll love that are you ready for our fifth and final story the final story we have instruments i'm not getting up and they're in the cellophane and they're for harry he would want us to use them it's a final story. Bruno, put your ass on my feet. By the way, Jackie, anything can be an instrument if you try hard enough. Yeah, I use my microphone. Right, your mouth can be an instrument. Your hands can be an instrument. Even your hair could be an instrument. Your nails can be an instrument. Kind of. Okay. If they weren't broken and frail. Okay, Mr. Schneebly, calm down. I'm literally Dolly Parton. (laughs) Okay, our fifth and final story is a little music news. So that's why we Mm -hmm. had to sing. We just absolutely had to. Is it the music news that's brought to you by Liquid IV? For those thirsty musicians? Yep, yep. Liquid IV, you guys. The hot summer months are here, and we need to be proactive about keeping our bodies fueled and hydrated. Making hydration a priority can help us feel healthier in our everyday lives. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Plus, Liquid IV products taste great with 10 refreshing flavors like Concord Grape, Lemon Lime, Pina Colada, and Tropical Punch. Liquid IV is a fabulous hydrating product. Basically, you put the packet into 16 ounces of water, and it'll hydrate you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. It's also great because it's packed with vitamins B3, B5, B6, B12, vitamin C. It has three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks, which makes it a great thing to drink if you're hungover. Trust me, I'm an expert. It's like the unofficial hangover beverage. If you know, you know. And also if you just like aren't good at keeping yourself hydrated constantly, like be more time efficient. Like time Mm -hmm. management is important. Instead of drinking one bottle of water, drink a bottle of water with liquid IV so that way you're getting electrolytes you're getting vitamins you're getting hydrated better and faster mm. um, grab your liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com use code toast at checkout and that's 25% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code toast at liquidiv.com great our fifth and final story Eurovision Song Contest 2023 mm. will be hosted in the UK on behalf of Ukraine. So, next year's Eurovision was supposed to be in the Ukraine because a Ukrainian folk group won this year. And that's how it works. Like, whoever wins hosts the next year. Right. And they can't uh, host it in war torn Ukraine right now. So, the UK will be picking up the mantle because Sam Ryder came in second place and the UK came in second place. So, so much to unpack here. First of all, I didn't even realize Eurovision 2020. 22 happened me neither last year Eurovision was like we such a big part of my I loved the experience like being a part of something and then I would like hear the Eurovision songs and I was like oh I watch yeah I watch Eurovision yeah, yeah. and I didn't even know that it happened I googled it It happened in May no same and I like follow Sam Ryder the UK mm-hmm. guy I really really like him and I knew he was the representative for the UK and I was so excited for him and I was like ready to watch literally had not one idea that it had already happened was it not streamed on Peacock again like it was last year because Maybe. you're you know our resident in Eurovision no, expert, I know. And like, you didn't even know. No, I had no fucking idea. So excited for 2023. Like someone get the rights, please, because we love Eurovision here. And I love Sam Ryder. And this is just one of those like rare occurrences where like 
not um what's the word i'm looking for like not political but like um world events yeah like colliding with and like changing i feel like it happens sometimes with the olympics like yes. impacting like social events yes. pop culture mm-hmm. um so that's interesting and i i didn't know that ukraine had won but if i had watched and saw them win i would have imagined they wouldn't have been able to host yeah but the one in the uk i think will have a lot of ukrainian elements, elements. and they it will be as if it's in the ukraine you know right. it's no, not they're gonna, gonna be, honor it's ukraine. not gonna be like union jack it's not no. gonna be the queen's jubilee no 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 they're going to honor ukraine right right I, as they should so um i think that's great i love eurovision like Me too and i love sam Ryder. and did you know that he came in second place with a called a song called Spaceman, which is pronounced Spachemin. Do you know that he, that's a song he sang at the Queen's Jubilee that we watched when he was wearing that Union Jack I jumpsuit. listened to it this morning because I was like, this was all new news. It's so crazy. Like we're so plugged in yet. When I read this story, I was like, Eurovision happened. Ukraine won. I didn't even hear Ukraine won. Yeah. Sam, like where was Eurovision? Anyway, so then I was like, okay, I want to hear the song Spaceman. And it did, it didn't sound like, you know, when you listen to a song for the first time and it's like mumbo jumbo. No, it's just like words. Right. So it did sound like a song to me. Mm-hmm. And that is because it was at the Queen's Jubilee. Also, um, really, really quick. What did I want to say? Oh, I know obviously it's Eurovision, so it has nothing to do with us. I but know, like, but like, please would, let us get involved. I would love for us to be a part of it, like to root for America. Um, and I totally get why we can't, whatever. But it's like, I'm kind of jealous that we don't have that. And I think NBC recently tried to do their own version of that with the Great American Song Contest. Oh, and that they had, because I was just thinking, we should have a, you know, America vision that's every state sends as representative. And then I was thinking, didn't someone just try to do that? And they tried their best because they had Queen Kelly Clarkson be the host, which means like, it, that's as good as it's going to get. It wasn't ever going to get a better host. Um, but it was on NBC and it didn't feel like the thing with Eurovision, it's like, it's a part of the government. Like, it's not like a, you know, CBS Europe, like it's, it's just integrated into culture so much. Whereas like this NBC one, they like cast people. It just didn't feel as authentic. Like the the crazy thing about Eurovision is like, I think you have to be selected by like your prime minister. Like it's so a part of European culture and like, it's a part of like the parliament and shit. Like it's cool. Yeah. That is, it didn't feel official. The great American. It just felt like another, the voice. Yeah, I agree. Or like catching Kelsey. We're sending one girl from every state. And I didn't even know who won. Yeah, but I like this idea. Okay, try again. And if you do it right, like, come to us. And it's done. And we'll get involved. I think, like, whenever the government does something, they, like, mess it up because they're, like, so low budget and gross. But, like, it needs to be, like, the (laughs) Department of Arts. You know what I mean? Like, something like that. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if there's an art department in the government, but... But I do feel like, and with the one time I did watch Eurovision, like, it does feel kind of political. Like, the people that each country votes for like they actually weren't like the most talented oh I and think, then, so I, I agree. do think the fact that it's official and political makes it legit but it also makes it so that it's not really merit-based it's just like countries that are allies when, voting for each other when we were watching and then the voting happened like there was clearly three or four acts that were the best and then everyone would come out with their votes and basically how it works is like you give you know second place whoever you thought was like the third best gets five votes. Whoever you thought was the second best gets 10 votes. Whoever you thought was the first best will get 20 votes. And it was like all these fucking random countries, like not obviously like the best ones. No, like, so that was frustrating. I agree. I, I find the scoring on Eurovision, maybe this is just us not being European and not really understanding it because I've only watched for like the last three years, but people in Europe literally are like raised on it. Maybe mm-hmm. they understand it more. I do not understand the um, scoring at all. No, the scoring, I like that, you know, everyone gets points. No, but like, I don't understand like who's considered good because I'm like that person's song. Right. I just feel like you guys are friends, like you're a neighboring just, country. I mean, no, but maybe it's really just like our American taste in music and culture. Maybe. 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 Like maybe they like different things in Malta. I loved Malta 2021. By the way, same. And she was robbed. A hundred percent. She was robbed. Yeah. No. And there's actually a lot of people um, who like are now in mainstream, especially in America, like in popular culture, who are from Eurovision, main skin. Yeah. I want you. They won. But yeah. when they won, I was like, what? Did we watch the same thing? Literally same. I'm like, who is this? But are they that band? Are they that talented? They are. Like, they're so, so popular. Also, the girl in, who won when it was in Tel Aviv the next year, Netta, her songs are so viral on TikTok. Like, she's the biggest pop star in Israel. Like, there actually are a lot of people and a lot of songs that you know and you don't realize they originated in Eurovision. Yeah. There's a ton from TikTok and... Um, Social media. Yeah, and I... Yeah, I can't think of them right now, but I, I do know. But like, that. I'm jealous. Like, I feel left out. Like, I'm definitely having FOMO and I'd like to be a part of it. Yeah, that's true. But at least you, um, you could root for Israel. Yeah, that's true. 
So those were the past five. You definitely did not need to know them, but you did need to hang out with your girls for an hour. And I now it's you, lunchtime. I think you needed to know them. Like Audrina Patridge has wrote, written her memoirs. Do with that what you will. Eurovision has moved to the UK. And by the way, it happened this year. Mm-hmm. You needed to know. It, and you need to know that you have choices and you should make them and don't uh, let them pass you by. 100%. And you also need life to know is about, that life it's is National Anti Day. You need to know that. But life is really just an amalgamation of your choices. You know what? I'm loving Andrina Patridge's title. <laughs> I'm loving it. Girl, I, I feel you. I need to read this book now. Um, and I need to... Put a sock on my foot. That's cold. You no, know, I literally need to go to a, a sauna because... And I don't want to complain. Like, I hate... That's like saying, you know, something is too good. You know, this meal is too good. Yeah. Too this good. room is too cold. Well, you could have a meal that's like too rich and it's good, but it's too much. But I didn't say rich. I said good too much goodness um that's like saying bryce is too cute you know it's not possible can't have too much of a good thing so that's our show Mm -hmm. thank you so much for listening to the morning toast the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every monday through friday pleasant listening experience today every monday through friday on youtube so if you're watching this on youtube please we're working so hard on our set fucking subscribe okay we're almost at 90k we're like five people away also if you're listening as a podcast we're available anywhere podcasts can be found so at spotify itunes Stitcher, public radio iheart radio cast box all the places where we listen to podcasts find us the morning toast leave a five-star review about how beautiful stunning and smart we are hope you guys have an incroyable tuesday and we'll see you tomorrow don't let it be anything less than incroyable We'll see you tomorrow for Hump Day, a new episode of Breaking Bread tomorrow night. And I think tomorrow for Hump Day, Theo, Theo. should be here. Yeah. He didn't want to come today? I didn't want to bring both dogs in the studio yesterday or until today. Until we were set up. Until we like had good audio, good video. So Because Theo just, he wants to walk into success. He doesn't want to be a part of building it. It's below, it's above, it's it's below his pay grade. 100%. Yeah. So bye. Love you. Love bye. you. Bye.